Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Smith, thankful for another wonderful opportunity to share the Bible, to share the Word of God. Today we're in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians and chapter 6, and let's begin in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Let's talk about the armor of God. As we talk about here in Ephesians chapter 6, the fact that yes, we are engaged in a spiritual battle, a spiritual warfare, and God, he informs us, instructs his children to put on the armor of God. And let's talk about it in three different podcasts as we shall break it up. And so note, first of all, that the enemy is real, that he is not a fictitious character. He is well, he's alive, judgment is pending, but it is certainly coming and he knows it. And so we see here in Ephesians chapter 6, as we consider verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There's only one devil. There are many demons. And because of his rebellion, he was cast out of heaven. And judgment for him is pending, but it most certainly will occur. In the meanwhile, he is actively engaged in the corruption and immorality and ungodliness and degradation that exists here on planet earth and although we are saved doesn't mean that he will not attack one of the reasons why it is vital and necessary and important that you and i would grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ is so that you and i shall become equipped to do battle with our ancient foe the devil the enemy is real. And in scripture, we see the different names given to the enemy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 5, Satan, he's called Satan, meaning adversary. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verses 26 and 27, as well as John chapter 8 and 44, we see the term devil meaning slanderer, he's a liar. 
In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19, we see the term referring to Satan as the wicked one. That's what he does. That's his business to kill, to hurt, to harm, to maim, to lie, to destroy. In 1 Thessalonians in chapter 3 and verse 15, he's called the tempter. He wants to tempt the believer to do the wrong thing. At the moment of salvation, we receive the Holy Spirit. And because of the indwelling Holy Spirit, now we can understand the word of God. And also we have victory. We can know victory experientially over the sin which easily beset us. As the devil will come to tempt us to do the wrong thing. If he had the nerve to come to Jesus, he certainly is coming to you and I. In St. John chapter 12, verse 31, he's called the prince of this world. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, he's called the God of this age. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2, he's called the prince of the power of the air. In Revelations chapter 12, verse 10, he's called the accuser of the brethren. Jesus would mention the reality of the devil in Luke chapter 22 and verse 31. And the apostles would mention the devil in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Know that our enemy is real. Know that the demons are real. And know that only through Jesus Christ can we have the victory. And we say, thank you, Lord. Another reason why it is vital, it is necessary, it is urgent, that you and I would get close to the Lord and stay there. Note the statement again here in Ephesians and chapter 6. As we see in verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, in high places. We thank God for Jesus for many reasons, not just the saving of our soul and the rescuing of our life, but for giving us the victory to help us to become overcomers of the sin which easily beset us as we sin by word, by thought, and by deed. And we're told to put on the armor. God says, I have given you my word, I've given you that which is needed to be victorious. But once again, beloved, I have to participate. I have to want what God has given. I have to come to him. I have to study his word. I have to pray to the Lord. I have to do my best just to do what I know is right and walk with the Lord. And when I fall short to confess my sin, my sin that I have committed by word, by thought, and by deed, and get back in fellowship with the Lord, and to keep short accounts with the Lord, and when we fall out of, of fellowship, to get right back in fellowship and confess our sin. The term confess means to acknowledge. 
It means to admit. It means to agree with God that that which I have done, that which I have said, is sin. And get back in fellowship with God that we may get back on the right road, the narrow road, the road unto righteousness, the place of peace and joy and power. And so we're told here in verse 13, I'm in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. The evil day is now. The evil day is today. In Ephesians and chapter 2, we have another verse that speaks to us concerning our ancient foe, the devil's activity in the world today. Ephesians chapter 2, let's consider verse 1. And you had the quickened, the term quickened means made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Before salvation, we were spiritually dead. But because of Jesus, the finished work of Jesus, because of believing in the deity of Christ, because of believing who Jesus is, that he's Lord, and because of believing what Jesus Christ has done, that he died on that old rugged cross, was placed into the burial, and on the third day rose again from the dead. And because of personally inviting Jesus Christ to come into my heart, beloved, we become born again, we become saved, we become blood washed. And now, at the moment of salvation, Ephesians 1.13, God in the person of the Holy Spirit indwells the believer. And Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 tells us that we are sealed unto the day of redemption. And so now, God has said to the devil, devil take your hands off of my child before we were slaves to sin. But now we are delivered. We are saved. One word definition for salvation is deliverance. And we are delivered from the four Ps. One of them being we are delivered from the power of sin because of the indwelling Holy Spirit and because of the Word of God. And we say thank you, Lord. Note here again in verse 1 and 2, I'm in Ephesians and chapter 2. Verses 1 and 2. And you hath he quickened, made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein, in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now work in the children of disobedience. And so we wonder, why is there so much crime? Why is there so much homicide, so much theft? so much murder. Why? Because the prince of the power of the air, he's actively engaged in the hearts of those who are not redeemed. And if you notice, there is corruption at every level. It does not matter one's educational level. It does not matter one's pigmentation. It does not matter the amount of wealth. We see corruption from the highest office all the way down. We see liars and thieves all the way down the spectrum. Why? Because of the prince of the power of the air. And so we thank God that through Jesus Christ, through the indwelling Holy Spirit, through the power of God's word, we can know victory. 
and yet we have to engage. We have to participate. I keep saying that because the Lord has given us victory, but we have to do our due diligence in the study of the Word of God to pray unto the Lord. Fast if you feel so led, but to keep a close account with the Lord and confess our sin and stay in fellowship with God and to love the Lord, to do that which we know is right. Let's continue here in Ephesians and chapter 6. Let's pick up in verse 14. Stand therefore, having your loins gird about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. As we think about the armor, one of the first things we see mentioned here is to put on the word of God, to put on the, the belt of truth. Not just to study the Bible, to uh, uh, get a, a, an A on the paper in school, just to get an F in life. But we study so that we may discover how to walk with God. So that we may discover how to please the Lord. So that we may do those things that are pleasing unto God. And for God's grace to rest upon us, to abound upon us, for God's peace to abound upon us. Here this great verse in the book of James, James and chapter 2, a classic for Bible readers. Here in James and chapter 1 it is, beginning in verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he behold himself and go his way, and immediately forget what manner of man he was. Verse 25. But whoso look into the perfect law of liberty, and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And we see a period. The very thing I want is for God to bless me. The very thing I desire is for God to be good to me and to bless me and to answer my prayers and to give me peace, give me joy. The Lord says he's able to do that for the obedient child of God. We put on the belt of truth. The belt of truth. We put it on. We follow it. We listen to it. We embrace it. We are not learning this, these verses just to sound spiritual, to sound impressive. We're learning the Word of God so that we may walk with God. And in the process of walking with the Lord, the Lord will bless us. Let me read verse 25 again. But whoso look into the perfect law of liberty. Note the Bible is called perfect. The perfect law. The perfect law of liberty. Liberty means freedom. God's law is able to set me free. Free from the snare, the trap, the bondage of the devil. And also free from myself. I need freedom from my own thinking. From my own ways. He's able to set me free. And so it says, but whoso look into the perfect law of liberty and continue 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 we're not reading the bible to sound or appear to be pious 
or spiritual. We're reading the Bible with great sincerity, with great gravity, with great seriousness because we want God to shine upon us. We want his blessing. I'd rather have his blessing than have his wrath. And the Lord is in the blessing business, the very thing that we want. The Lord says, but are you in the obeying business? Let me read further here. But whoso look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man, this woman, this boy, this girl, this person, the text says, shall be. That's a definite, that's an absolute, shall be blessed in his deed. Beloved, if we're going to do battle with our ancient foe, we need to be on the side of the angels. We need to be in the will of God. We need to have a relationship with the King of kings and Lord of lords. We need to be on the side of the one who's able to dispatch the angel to come and protect his child. The best thing going is to say, yes, Lord. The best thing going is to honor God, is to behave, is to be sincere, is to have a godliness about ourselves that is not a pretense, but is authentic because of a choice to live for the king, the lord, the owner, the sustainer, the master of this vast universe, and the owner of my soul. Yes, we're in a warfare. Yes, we're in a battle. And our enemy is relentless. He's not playing. You might be playing, but the devil's not playing. I'm glad that God has given us the fortitude. He's given us the insight. He's given us the wisdom. He's given us his word. He's given us authority. He's given us power so that we shall become overcomers. Let's continue in this series when we come back. I thank you.